at a time. Hey guys, so as you may know, Sierra and I use uh, Anchor to record our podcast. It's really the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. They also provide you with creation tools, which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. The best part is that you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I am your co-host Sierra and welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to all forms of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. Find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod and email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you would be interested in sharing your story. So today we interview Eve Staz. She is an out-of-the-box believer, mental health advocate, singer, yogi, godmother, ocean wave appreciator, adventurer, and she is always working with coffee, tea, or gin and tonic in her hands. Uh, In terms of career, she is passionate about using business as a tool for meaningful social change. Her current venture is Wellness World, a digital wellness portal for students. She's also currently a Ripple X fellow with Ripple Ventures. Eve is also working as a co-researcher at Taylor Newberry Consulting, evaluating youth and family engagement at Youth Wellness Hubs Ontario. In 2017, she initiated an opioid crisis awareness campaign at the University of Ottawa. Eve also initiated in 2018 a student mental health awareness week at U Ottawa. She worked in business development at Greenspace Mental Health in Toronto and on a progress measurement platform for mental health practitioners in Singapore. And in addition to that, Uh, digital brain health using gamification and EEG technology. Eve also has been working at her mother's accounting practice for a long time now. Uh, Did you want to give us a little bio about yourself? Just like a one minute bio just for the listeners to get to know who you are before we start asking questions. Okay. um, So my name is Eve and I am in Oakville right now. I I'm super passionate about mental health and I'm an international development student at the University of Ottawa, minoring in management. Um, Daniela connected to me, so thank you so much for asking me uh, to be a part of this. It's super sweet. Um, yeah, I let me think. In terms of bio, um, I definitely describe myself as someone who's an adventurer and someone who is just really into, you know, about out of the box believing. Um, I really stand for integrity and love always in my life. Those are kind of my two core values. Um, At the moment, I'm working on developing a digital wellness portal for students. So it's a business-to-business software as a service uh, company. And so it's, it's a company that's based at Next Canada. It's the accelerator program that I'm doing right now. Would have been, I would have actually been moving downtown today, but um, it's okay. Everything's virtual. So we're, we're deriving as much value as, as, you know, hopefully we would otherwise and doing the most that we can. And what else? Yeah, I, I don't know in terms of bio. What else should I say? What else are you curious about? Whatever that you think is like the most 
important to yourself? Like, what if someone were to ask you three big things about yourself, like, what would they be? I think people need to know that relationships and genuine connection are like the most important thing to me in my life. Um, that's that's the biggest thing to me. That's the biggest value in my life is connecting with people that I'm inspired by and people who I love, also people who challenge me. Um, I think we have so much to learn from other human beings, whether they are lifting us or you know making things difficult for us there's always a learning lesson in everything um I definitely think well-being is something that I am super passionate about and something that has been a really central driver to a lot of the initiatives I've been working on to now the venture that I'm working on with my co-founder Liv wellness is that certainly that pillar that is driving me and inspiring me and and that's something that I want to share with others especially youth um but people of all ages and from all sorts of places in the world and then thirdly let me think um love to have a good time love to party um (laughs) I'm you know always down for a good time always love connecting with people of course and traveling exploring new places um, I think I've been to about 30 countries now. Oh, wow. And I hope to go to more. I just have such a travel bug. At the same time, though, I've learned to to stay that, you know, there's a really special thing about appreciating where you are being with your family and just enjoying a place and, and making the most of it, even when you might not have thought that's where you, you want to be. Um, that would be Ottawa probably for me. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. It's good. I like okay, it. Okay, so maybe moving on to like some of the icebreaker questions then. What um, does success mean to you then? Like what would you define success as? I think success is closely linked to a sense of fulfillment. And there's this really beautiful conception that, um, that that originates from Japan. It's called Ikigai. And my friend, my best friend, Kiera, introduced it to me. It's this essentially this model that takes into account four pillars. And so these pillars kind of make up your reason for being. And essentially what it's made up of is pursuing what you love, um, what you think the world needs, and what you're good at, so where your skills lie, and then ultimately um, what you can get paid for. That part I'm still working for it in my <laughs> life. I'm still working on it. But in terms of success, it really, I really love this concept of ikigai, the reason of being where you know you take into consideration these four components and that can be kind of like your driver to success. And I think ultimately feeling fulfillment. I don't think it's the ultimate formula by any means, but I do think it's a great model. And I would certainly say that um, success is you know defined so differently for everyone so it's great that you asked me personally how I feel I think it's you know very often socially constructed which is challenging uh, because we can lose ourselves in that and and then you know lack that sense of fulfillment but um, ultimately I think it's something that someone needs to define for themselves and also choose for themselves like I think you choose uh, feeling successful about something everything is a choice yeah I think it's, yeah, it's really like a personal decision kind of is what you want to achieve in life in that way. Also, 
maybe like where you want to go in life and give it your own definition. Because yeah, as you were saying, there's kind of like a traditional definition to success in that way. And yeah, thank you for sharing that because that's really what this podcast is supposed to be all about. Mm -hmm. Personalized success. No one's success (laughs) is as amazing as anyone else's success. I'm going to put that on a mug. (laughs) Yes. Merch available. Let us know. All right. (laughs) And then this next question is, what is the best advice you have ever given or been given? It's a hard one. So there's a lady who runs SheEO. Um, It's led by, I think her name is Vicky. Um, And she has this amazing amazing kind of concept of radical generosity and I love those are just two words radical generosity but I remember you know she's she's the founder of Shio and she kind of lives by this motto to give as much as you can support as much as you can lift others as much as you can and I really really love that because I think there's also something kind of karmic about it, right? Like the the energy you put out is the energy you get back. But I really do think that that advice, she said it at this, uh, at the Legacy Conference in 2018, I think it would have been. It's Canada's largest student-run entrepreneurship conference. And I remember she did express this thought of radical generosity and it really stuck with me. So I definitely, yeah, I try and definitely practice that. And it's just, you know, in different ways. It's always like, how can you support a friend? How can you connect one person to another person who might share the same passion? Maybe they can make something great from it. Like, how can you go, not even, like, you don't even have to go the extra mile. It's like, how can you just be actively thoughtful and supporting people, whether it's, yeah, through linking them or through sending them a resource or sending them a, a kind of a, a kind of message that makes sure that they know they're thinking, you know, they're sorry that you're in their thoughts. They're in your thoughts, sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something that's like, <laughs> that's yeah. something that's like super challenging, like in general. And I don't know if it's like the same thing in Canada. I mean, like social media, social media, you know, I don't know if like we all have the same thing, but like a lot of people mm-hmm. right now are like, okay, if you think about your friend, like, make sure you text them right then and there. You don't have to have, like, an entire conversation, but, like, always, like, thinking of a friend instead of, like, thinking of them and being, like, oh, I wish they would talk to me. Like, doing that active mm-hmm. thing and, like, caring enough, like, about how you feel to text them because you miss them is, like, something that, like, so many people are trying to do right now. And, like, link people who are, like, the, in the same profession. Or my stepdad, he's, like, working on his own company, so it's, like, I'm trying to help him give him all the Instagram followers as possible so people can like use his business and it's really hard <laughs> if you need your house painted I'll fly up to Canada okay <laughs> I will do it tell your parents you'll come meet me our formal experience <laughs> but I think it's like really important to have that piece of advice always in your brain because it makes you a lot more cognizant of everything that you're doing all the time and I think that's specific to the situation right now people are realizing that you know they want to have more meaningful relationships or they just want to have that sense of connection right in these kind of COVID-19 conditions we're realizing like yeah just pick up the phone like why not like just like 
we're in this such a strange time anyway. So it's almost more acceptable to do unconventional things. It's like, why can't that be the norm where it's like, you don't overthink it. And it's not this like, Ooh, I double texted like, Ooh, like I called them last. Like, it's like, you know what? Like you want to call someone, call them. You have to, you have something to express, like express it. Right. And so I think, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, totally. For sure. For sure. I wanted to ask you too, how did you get kind of started with wellness and yoga? And because I know you're a yoga instructor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I always wanted to ask you how you got started with that because I just I thought it was so cool when yeah, I met you. So honestly, my elementary school teacher was super into it. This was in grade eight. Like she was really into yoga. She would make us do it in class. And I remember she was like, oh, you should go to Power Yoga Canada. That's like a great community studio. And I remember I was like, like you know I was in grade I was like it's kind of weird like if I go to yoga with my elementary school teacher like what anyway but at the same time I was like screw this like why not and so it honestly stems like my I think wellness really comes a lot from my past experiences even like my you know personal things with my family and so I'm really passionate about mental health um growing up with brothers who of course like you know like it, it can get challenging and I think everybody has such a story, whether it's they've experienced something directly or indirectly. But anyhow, with Power Yoga Canada, I realized I've been going there for now eight years. And I honestly credit a lot of the way that I think and a lot of my pursuits having stemmed from that community. And so just the kind of, you know, deconstruction of limiting belief patterns that, you know, we would do when we were super young there in these um reflection circles right or even through the practice like the practice is so powerful in itself um the kind of you know non-judgment that you bring into the studio and 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 just so many incredible principles that they hold I grew up in it and I think it's really empowered me in so many ways and so I um I've just become passionate about wellness since and then I guess I got more involved in mental health stuff when I did um, 2017, I did opioid crisis awareness campaigning for the Fresh Leaders at our university, at the University of Ottawa, because that was at a time when fentanyl was a huge concern in the Ottawa region. And then that stemmed into mental health advocacy. And so I did a lot of programming for that at the university. And then I worked for um, a mental health care progress measurement platform it was a startup in Toronto and then I did digital brain health company in Singapore and that's just honestly it's just been a series of steps and now I'm kind of like I want to do something that you know is is something that I particularly resonate with of course I've been resonating with mental health for so long but I'm recognizing that there's such a need for more resilient campuses and you know more self-awareness for students and so I'm really working towards developing a tool that will fit that need. Yeah, I'm really glad that you're doing that, especially like considering everything that went on within the last year at the University of Ottawa campus. Sierra probably doesn't know, but um, yeah, we had a lot of issues kind of with mental health on our campus within the last year. It probably has happened before in the past, but I don't think it was as apparent maybe or as exposed as the way it was this year. And yeah, it's it's brought a lot of controversy (laughs) towards the university in that way. So I'm really glad you're doing something about it. Thanks. Yeah. And the, tr- and the truth is, like, Daniela, like, we are experiencing a mental health crisis at, you know, at every level, in terms of, like, funding right. and, and kind of challenges in policy program, everything. But when it comes to post-secondary institutions, it's something that's nationwide in Canada, but Sierra also 
like we I'm becoming more familiar with the mm. conditions in the states but it's quite similar like the, the suicide rates are really tragic um and and just mental health in general is is not ideal at this time so yeah gotta tackle it I could not imagine I bet there's there are people at where I go to school who do that but I don't know it there's not anybody that really like is so apparent and like is brought up as like being such a high advocate for any of that and it's like really really crazy that you have done so much for the school that you go to it's insane like I don't know how the schools here would react to that honestly I don't know if like they would be happy or if they would be scared and angry because like it's America they get angry about literally anything you throw at them all the time and it's just like so crazy that there are so many people who like want to advocate for mental health of like people who go to universities at every level it's like insane like uh, a few schools here like we have pretty good schools here um we have big schools here too and like one of the like the harder schools to get into has like a huge suicide rate and they have like on-campus therapists all the time and like their fun like their fundraisers like the little stands outside are always therapists and I've never thought that it was like insane for somebody to be like oh I don't know why they have to do that like it's so annoying but like imagine like that being switched and people were like oh thank god they have this because I really needed it that day people are just like so it makes them so uncomfortable talking about mental health that we do need more people like you who advocate for that so it's like a more natural okay thing because it is and like people here don't realize that it's like okay to ask for help even if you're in college you know that's super difficult because it's like how do you change people's minds it's like you're really tasked with a cultural shift I think at least like hearing that that's crazy to me um you know I think we do still have that stigma right in Canada and like it's also that we have like a pretty western conception of mental health which is sometimes inaccessible for international students for example so there's challenges don't get me wrong but I think at least it's good that there's been a significant amount of destigmatization so we're able to work within this space and we're able to present solutions but I can only imagine Sierra like that's challenging when people are not even open to hearing solutions that's tough and and it's like before you can really I think proceed with change I mean you can start with change and and, you know bring things up and then try and implement new policies etc come up you know make recommendations actionable but it really requires the shift in culture so yeah takes time it's crazy we're not ready for a shift in culture I mean like mentally we really need it and like some people really really need it but like it's just such a scary thing because change is so scary like to be honest but like it's it's so nice that they like Canada is so lucky to have somebody like you <laughs> hey. who advocates there's so many great people in this I'm space jealous. oh my gosh it's a team effort there's so many amazing people in the space yeah I think you need True. people to True. advocate for it though in that way yeah like someone I mean has to start it and I'm really glad Eve that um especially on like I guess more of a community-based level, like in terms of Ottawa U, 
that you've been like actually taking action and doing something about it because one thing is like reading like I mean I guess what I do reading the emails and being informed about the issue and another thing is actually Mm -hmm. taking action to try and do something about it so really I think in that way too mental health is really like plays a key part in um achieving your own success and moving on your path like it's it's key to that really um so maybe if you could tell us about like your daily routine um and how that sets you up for success like to follow your path Ooh, I I'm actually disastrous (laughs) like to be honest I just have a disastrous but um (laughs) I think in terms of what keeps me grounded I definitely feel you know Again, going back to kind of supportive networks is really important. Checking in with people, even conversations like these. This is so important because it's important to be reflective. And and I reflect a lot through dialogue. So I was so happy you ladies asked me to do this because I was like, this is also such a great check-in for myself. And just to pause, you know, especially when in these kind of high-functioning roles where you need to be go, 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 it's important that you do take a pause and you ask yourself some of these some of these more profound questions that make you question the path you're on, question what you stand for. And so in terms of like my own routine, I think exercise and yoga play a big role. And it's not even the physical practice necessarily of yoga, but it's just the kind of practice off the mat. And and the principles, again, that I've learned through Power Yoga Canada and the Baron Baptiste Institute and my amazing um, instructor, you know, there's so many, like Kinley McCollum was um, a mentor for me. She's the one who did my teacher training and led my teacher training. And so she's been really amazing in terms of just setting like a kind of groundwork for how to live your life ultimately. Like it sounds kind of crazy, but just the kind of um, different principles. And I think hanging on to that, whether, you know, whether you're someone who's spiritual, religious, or maybe you don't believe in a higher power at all. Like, I think it's important to put yourself into context and always remember to be kind of objective where you are and not get too wrapped up in this whirlwind of of life. Um, So yeah, definitely like taking yourself out, having routines, which ground you and make you realize your context and whether that's you know going on a run or maybe it's having a glass of wine with your friends and not taking life too seriously like whatever it is it's like stepping out of the craziness um just just to be more reflective and thus make you more conscious and self-aware about the place you're in and, and the role you play if that makes sense I hope that's yeah completely advances yeah and then like you do all of these things and like would you call them like mindful practices or like what would you call them or like conscious practices which like those can be taken as the same thing just like a different kind of wording for sure I think mindfulness is an interesting term um because it's you know being used so much these days I think it can encompass a lot I think when we distill down mindfulness it's really the kind of non-judgmental um awareness of the present moment and that can be present actions or present happenings whatever it may be and so yeah I think integrating mindfulness in different dimensions of your life is so key Sierra I'm so with you I think whether that's meditation or it's a moving meditation like yoga or it's making yourself a meal and being 100% there, you know, like noticing the ingredients you're putting together, you know, noticing every bite, noticing like who you're sharing this meal with, or if you're sitting alone, just taking all of that in. Um, I think absolutely mindfulness 
is needed and it can be practiced in so many different ways. I mean, I know people who find walking super mindful or they, they find, you know, snowboarding super mindful, whatever it is. It's like a lot of the time it does come actually in physical forms where you're moving your body just because that gets you into a sort of meditative state. I would so agree with you. Mindfulness is key to to staying sane among this kind of whirlwind of, you know, the pursuit of success. For those who don't necessarily know where to start, where would you, like, what would you tell them? Like, this person's new to yoga, this person's new to wanting to connect to themselves, like, one-on-one connection with nobody but themselves. What would you tell them to do for a mindful practice? Like, that would, that you think that would make all of the difference? I think blocking out some time for yourself, really committing to it first. And a big thing, you know, to start off with is if you you really want to get grounded, put your phone away. Um, Dissociate from social media for just a moment. And, you know, whether it's, okay, yeah, there's meditations that you can find, lots of amazing apps out there. You can even find them on YouTube. You can just kind of, you can search up one that relates to maybe positivity or you're looking for something to help you alleviate stress or it's um, better sleeping, te- like kind of, so you can, can fall asleep easier, whatever, breathing techniques, et cetera. But I think there's, there's also some great yoga um, videos on YouTube. You can find they're free by Baron Baptiste. Or it's called The Journey Into Power Sequence. So I definitely recommend those and I can send those links your way, ladies, so you can include them for people yeah, to, to try out. Um, I think a big thing is just practicing to be still. And that sounds like someone who's new to this, that could be really daunting, but it's like, take on that challenge, right? Put your phone away, sit down for a moment, five minutes, maybe close your eyes and just be still and listen to your breath just notice even the kind of air entering your lungs and exiting and it's just like that practice in itself is so easy it's like how can you draw down everything to this very moment and like even like right now we're conversing we're looking at each other through the screen I'm noticing you know my mug is here I can hear my voice and it's just like honing in it's very much drawing in all these elements and noticing what's happening in this very moment Sierra's face is like, yes. <laughs> I'm always reflecting like 24 7. That's and all reflection I've done. is great. Reflection is good. Right. Like, how can we, you know, pause just for a moment? Like, turn off the, that, that switch that's like before and after this moment, like past and, and future, uh, and kind of find the sandwich in between. It's like insane. I love like the way that this podcast is going because, like, we're doing nothing but reflecting. <laughs> like, that's it. Danielle looks at me. She's like, why does she just <laughs> she like this? Stares up. She has this one look when she, I know she's reflecting. And I'm like, <laughs> but I think that's so <laughs> important, Eve, because even in times like this, you know what I mean? Um, I think there's a lot of things kind of pushing us towards the internet, right? And even like with working from home, like you're probably like maybe doing a nine to five and you're completely like on the computer the entire time. Um, and even then, like, um, a lot of things they're recommending that um, we achieve kind of all these things while we have this time, like to ourselves, you know, whether it be like a fitness challenge, or be like, um, maybe eating healthy challenge, but it's like, you need to take the time too to develop a relationship with yourself and leave that time for you. So yeah, totally. I and think I think, 
And something you said, Danielle, made me think when you were just talking to Sierra about her reflective state. It's like, sometimes I find it difficult to be accountable to myself. Actually, in fact, I, sometimes I feel like I lack self-discipline. So it's important for me to reach oh, yeah. out to friends. Yeah, it's important to reach out to friends and say what you're working on and ask, you know, can you help me be accountable? Can right. you support me as I try and be more mindful? Can you like check in from time to time and like remind me to meditate or remind me to put my phone away for an hour in the morning? Something I've been trying to do actually, one one thing in my routine that I'm trying to change <laughs> is I've been putting my phone sometimes on airplane mode at night. And so when I wake up, I have I still have my alarm clock on, but I'm not seeing all my notifications. And I'm not going to check my email and seeing my Instagram feed right away. And I find that has a huge impact for me when I start my day off without, when I'm half asleep, I'm not already clouding my mind with all news and I know what's happening with people's lives already. It's like having a little bit of stillness at the beginning of the day to set myself up for a clearer day. I love that. Might have to try that. because yeah. Sad. It's hard. It that is. is probably the one of the hardest things that anybody could do. Granted, I put my phone on airplane mode at like <laughs> 8 p.m., but like I still check it right when I wake up. I don't know why, but it's like so hard to actually commit to yourself that you want to take care of like your brain and set an intention for your day right when you wake up. Like that's a scary thought for tons of people because like it's so easy to overthink when you do that. And like the point is, is to overthink and create something that you're proud of that is going to make you successful throughout your day to make you have like a really good solid day instead of having tons of ups and downs because you decided to start with like your phone and reading all of the bad articles that you really just don't understand. <laughs> you know, that's really important. Sorry, I just really no. don't understand anything. I think it's like FOMO though, literally. Just like the fear of missing out. Yes. But yeah, I think we do need to get out of that because it's like it'll all be there when you're like there's the time and place to take it off airplane mode everything will still be there you know the internet like things don't disappear and if it's not it's not you're just putting it on pause for a bit so yeah and if it's not there then it really like was it meant to be and there for you to and i think going back to like the theme of success it's hard because you know we have our phones are really powerful tools like to connect with people to whatever it needs that needs to be we have so many tools on our phone all those apps etc that can actually help us be really productive and all that but it's like finding this balance of like how can we use our phones this sort of kind of very distractive but also very powerful tool to help us on our journey to success and that finding that balance of like having it with you and then not having it with you and just fostering like even a health hi my name is adam reichert co-host of the talk eastern europe podcast I'm sure you have heard about the country of Belarus, which has been dominating international news headlines and the massive protests and violence that broke out there. To understand this country better, we have prepared a special documentary podcast series called The Story of Belarus, The Nation, Its History, and A New Hope. In this 10-episode documentary, we explore the country in greater detail. You can learn more by visiting www.neweasterneurope.eu slash Belarus or listen anywhere you find podcasts relationship with technology is huge yeah and i think it's as you said it's really important to be accountable for all that like with yourself Mm -hmm. 
because it's only going to help you down the road, really, in terms of success, even, like, what you believe to be successful and where you want to go in life. Um, so, yeah, I know we share the same major and everything, but I wanted to ask you, what made you want to do the things that you do today, whether it be in terms of your major and your minor or, as you said, the projects that you have going on in terms of yoga and wellness and mindfulness? So, with international development, I probably hopped into it because I was like oh I'm gonna work for the UN I'm gonna work for some big international organization um I think I wanted to be a human rights lawyer at some point which is all cool like in the moment that's what I wanted to do so that's why I entered study international development I was really curious about global issues having taken a class in high school about it, and I was like wow this is something that I could do full-time as studies like heck yes so that's why I pursued it but I was really open to change and, and I think in terms of even my studies have taught me so much about just having a critical perspective and that's incredibly transferable. That's been super helpful in, you know, entrepreneurship and in travel and in so many different aspects of your life and and my life. Um, I think the international development and globalization major at UOttawa is really interesting. I think it's really strong. I think it's definitely, I'm so happy I went to UOttawa for it. It was such a great place to learn in the capital city, of course, all these super relevant issues that were very much politically related. Um, but where it's kind of brought me, it's really funny because I feel like I've detoured from a lot of the ways that my peers have done. I think my peers have done a lot of co-ops with, you know, global affairs or with not-for-profits abroad, etc. And I think I've very much gone a different route where I... I've been into entrepreneurship and social enterprise, especially. And so actually something I really want to share with you ladies and listeners mm-hmm. is my fundamental kind of career why that I've established for myself right now is using business as a tool for meaningful social change. And so that's been really a kind of central focus for me and something I've kept in mind as I make a lot of decisions, whether they be career or different opportunity or what are the courses I even take it's like, what is going to help me contribute to this why? And if you get, I think Simon Sinek, he has this amazing TED Talk video um, about um, figuring out your why and letting it be really a big driver. Yeah, I see Sierra, you're cheering. Yes, it's like, yes. It's awesome. we love why. Yeah, that's really, yeah, it's been really, really powerful for me to stick to my why and it's helped me make a lot of decisions. So is that like maybe why I'm just curious if you why you paired um, like the management minor with the international development and globalization major? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so to be honest with you, I'm kind of disappointed in my minor in management. I think I've learned far more in my co-ops and and kind of other experiences about business than in business school. And I think it's interesting because international development and globalization, that as a discipline, I mean, the social science. It's under the social science faculty. And I think a lot of best practices come from academia. So it's important for us to be linked really closely with the university and be, you know, understanding those, those new um, publications, just understanding all, all the kind of stuff that's emerging out of the academic sphere that pertains to international development. But honestly, when it comes to business, I think there's some, you know, great examples of using case-based studies, etc. But at the same time, it's like, things are happening so quickly in the business sphere that before they get into curriculum, it's, it becomes sometimes outdated. 
And so I found with some courses, they've been helpful, but others I've found are significantly kind of of lower, lower quality than I could have learned outside. It's interesting. It's also like such a different time then, because like they wrote all of these books and all this curriculum, not prepared to have us constantly be on our phones and like access to literally anything at the palm of our hands that like we learn things right in front of us more than we ever could in a classroom necessarily you know what I mean like they didn't nobody taught us like or is going to teach us for those who are you know still in college like me like myself (laughs) they're probably not going to teach me how to create an awesome business profile that helps anybody else on Instagram you know they're not going to tell you how you are can be successful right away if you open your own business it's like you're gonna have to take this step and you're gonna have to get this patent and you're gonna have to do this and this and this and you have to take all of these classes and what they don't really set you up for is the most success possible and the most confident success which is like lame I think that's why it's really important that to to learn it's really a matter of taking things into your own hands and finding opportunities beyond just the educational institution and I think what I've seen from really my really successful friends and, and you know people I look up to who have done amazing things have amazing accomplishments they've done things very in a very unconventional way and they've blended different ways of learning whether it was from school or great mentors or great accelerators or or whoever it may be I think and that kind of goes back to you know finding great relationships and, and even just connecting with people because that can fuel your own success you learn from others you learn their mistakes maybe even um, and again people who lift you but also who challenge you I think that's really key what is key it's also key to like I hope that choose... wasn't too much of a detour no no oh, no, no it's good <laughs> It's also good that, like, people do things super unconventional because, like, that's them creating their own path of success. And, like, there's, of course, there's going to be people telling them, oh, that's not the way you do things. But, like, the people who are doing the things that aren't okay are so, like, proud of themselves and confident in themselves that they're able to say, this is the way I'm going to do it. And it will show results, the results that I want if they just keep, like, on their path and, like, keep sticking it to the man as they say in like some sort of way because it's important to be unconventional it sets you not necessarily apart but like gives you a little bit of like the little edge people kind of look for instead of being like completely the same or like scared to be like so extra and it's okay to be extra in that sense you know I think Honestly, Sierra, I think it does set you apart in a way because you're, you know, you dare to be different. I think that shows you also that you're willing to take on risks, hopefully not in an illogical way, but it, you know, shows that you're willing to solve things creatively or you're willing to do things in in a way that people might not have anticipated could be done. And that's really where true success stories come from. I mean, like I know it at least like from the kind of more entrepreneurial sphere, but it's 
unreal the kind of doubts people have received and then they've completely blown up and yeah there's some, there's some really cool examples but it's like even playing around with creativity um has can get you super like super far be crazy be wild <laughs> be confident in yourself is like something that everybody should live by because like no one else is you you can make the same mistake but like not see it as a mistake and it'll get you successful like so save like you were talking to somebody and you're like oh this is what I did and this is what made me like successful and like this helped me choose my path like say somebody's like having like a super super hard time well like picking out their success and like picking out their path what would you say to help guide them to have that clear-mindedness ready to ingest the world at a glance to pick their success and pick their path so I think two situations where someone can already feel really closely tied to a cause or something they stand for and like that becomes their passion and that is a little bit easier because it like it gives you something some kind of guidance um, and then it's a matter of becoming actionable about your passion I think it's probably more difficult you know when you haven't necessarily identified what that specific thing is that you want to pursue and especially like and I know there's a lot of people who are like super just interested so I think that was me like there's lots of people who are interested by so many things or you know or they just don't click with something in particular so anyhow I would say honestly TED talks are so good in terms of just like discovering um other people's passions and I, I find them super inspiring you know the kind of niche things people get into but I think a big thing is intuition it's listening to yourself and and kind of pursuing what feels right rather than pursuing what people expect you to to go into whether it's you know your parents forcing you into it or your friends are all going down that path it's really a matter of taking and and it's again I think reflection in terms of like what makes me feel alive like where do I feel that flow state what like tasks am I doing that might you know, seem like chores to other people, but I actually enjoy it. Like, what is it that gives me energy? I think that's a really big one. Like, in what moments do I feel like I'm fueled? And so there's a lot of excellent prompts you can ask yourself for that to kind of uncover what it is that the the kind of direction you may want to go. In terms of, you know, just getting started, I think it's also don't force it, you know, like, I, I think there's so much pressure for people to know exactly what it is that they want to achieve in life and their and their main cause and sometimes it can be really overwhelming to 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 try and find that and especially where in this world we're like very much living in this individualistic society and everyone's trying to define themselves like it's okay to also not know what you're doing and, and to admit it and to say that oh like life's a mess or like I have no idea what I'm doing or I love so many things like I you know I'm, I'm working with someone right now on my on my team for wellness world and he you know was talking about how he's just super eager to learn and he's um kind of open-minded and and is ready for any challenge and that even though it might seem like he has this casting his not really wide I mean that's a good thing you know like um being able to admit that too is huge so not not forcing it too is important Mm -hmm. And trusting intuition. 
Yeah, and like I think that's a huge challenge we face today, um, especially within our generation. Because at least for me, I like at the mo the moment high school ended, you needed to know what you wanted to do, and especially even before high school ended, because you needed to pick the right courses to be able to be eligible to go into like the program that you wanted to go into. So I think um, taking a step back and really realizing it's okay if you you don't have to know what you want to do for the rest of your life at the age of 16 or 17. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's super important for people to take away from this. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. And, I, and honestly, I think with success usually comes, you know, the need to achieve like goals or to set targets, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I think, yes, although reaching goals, hitting targets is important when you're, you know, trying to achieve growth or, or measure success sometimes for yourself. I think more than anything, what's important is direction and being okay if your direction changes. Cause I think sometimes people set goals just to set goals or set goals because they feel like they need to. And, and I've kind of gotten into this habit these days where I'm more focused on momentum and I'm more focused on pursuing a, like a kind of a greater overarching kind of whatever it may be I want to say literally direction like a kind of a cause or a way of being or a mission like it doesn't need to be super defined your goal but if you have this kind of pull towards it it's like follow that and don't put too much pressure to achieve this in this much time like those smart goals okay they can be helpful sometimes but I think more than anything direction is important sometimes smart goals will make you have a meltdown like lots of meltdowns and <laughs> it sucks but like changing directions is like the nicer part of a goal just because like you're like you every time you change a direction you're one step closer to that fulfillment and that like calmness that you feel that you're making the right choice in your gut yeah and I think with goals people get easily disappointed if they don't reach them which makes sense because you know you set them for yourself whatever but I think with direction it's more fluid so you allow yourself room to move and that really aligns more with if an opportunity comes up take it you know because it's in your path rather than being like "Ooh, but I told myself I would achieve this by this date etc etc like it's yeah I totally agree with you Sierra I think that's why we need we can't be too I think rigid on ourselves especially when people are trying to find their passions it's like don't don't put it don't put such a framework to it mm -hmm. or like not even just our passions like with literally anything I did like the two-week Chloe Ting shred challenge and it was <laughs> the <too>. most <laughs> disappointing thing I think I had ever done because like you see all of these videos they're like, oh, I lost like seven inches off my waist. And I'm like over here. I'm still like, I can't even do these up and down push-ups. What am I doing with myself? Like creating this sense of like, oh, I'm going to be so much better in life after this. But like, I still can't do a full set of workouts because like, it's just so irritating. And I set myself up for failure so early on. I was like, I'm going to be able to do all of this and I'm going to be able to do this and that like by the end. But in reality, I don't know if the YouTube videos were lying because it's hard. Shit's hard. And it's like, why make that like smart goal 
just to use it for failure, just to f- fuel the gas to the failure fire, you know? <laughs> failure fire. And, and ultimately, I think ultimately goals can serve you really well, but goals can also be limitations to other things that come up and kind of spontaneous instances that might be of more value like mindfulness and something other than chloe ting and her music sorry i'm just like i've done that for like the past set, like 14 days so it's like on like my forefront mind and i haven't been able to yeah do so any she's other like thing. i literally can't with this girl like sometimes anymore. i want to do like a pilates or i want to do yoga but like i just feel so yeah. mad at myself that like I am not doing the Chloe Tank because I don't want to, even though I said I would do it for like 14 days. And it's like, that's not setting myself up for success. It's setting myself up to be mad at myself that I told myself I would do this and that's not giving me any leeway to do what I want to do, what I want to branch out and try. Right. But I think it's finding that balance with things. And like Eve was saying, even just taking the time to reflect and taking the time just to be with yourself because I think when you do maybe work out and that's it is time for yourself whether it be doing a Pilates class or doing a yoga class or even doing the Chloe Ting challenge per se um I think that really helps with your personal growth in a way it's like definitely one way of spending more time with yourself and also treating yourself nicely like (laughs) you're taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. and that's important Mm -hmm. for sure like, yeah, it's okay if you don't do the 14-day challenge the way she set it up. It's okay. Oh, I did like, Whatever. I like, Everyone has their own thing. I took, like, a million rest days. I was like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm going to do this tomorrow. <laughs> do <it> tomorrow. <laughs> but maybe that's what you needed. Like, maybe you needed those rest days. Like, it's definitely important to listen to your body as well. And I think that's something in terms of success in Western society. A lot of the time it's pushing yourself to, like, the limits. Pushing yourself to do the most that you can do until you burn out. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a healthy way of living, I don't think. And that might just be my personal opinion. But I think it is important to have time to rest and spend time doing things that you love that maybe necessarily aren't career based. How do you balance that? Like, how do you, how do you (laughs) balance like, wanting to create such a successful, like entrepreneur, like aspect in life, but still make that downtime for yourself? a good question I think I have a really funny sense of balance I would say that my balance comes in extremities so that it's not necessarily I find balance in a day or a week but I find balance in a year so meaning there's like weeks on end which are super super intense and then you know with vacation it's like really let loose or you know really have time um, to just let go I think it's actually will probably get more challenging now that things are getting more serious with wellness world um, but in terms of balance I think it's also again I think it comes down to listening to what you need in, in that moment and you know being being true to that like if if you're feeling like you're on the verge of approaching burnout like do something about it and and don't let yourself get to that point. And that takes a little, I actually think that takes discipline. That can be difficult, but it's like, you need to also be a little bit future oriented in those moments and say like, if I don't take care of myself now, what are the repercussions going to be? Or think about it a little in a more positive sense. Like 
Um, what can I do now for myself so I can be better tomorrow and for the coming week? So it is taking a sort of proactive approach. Um, in terms of balance, I think I, I think for me, socializing is, is just a great like aspect of kind of like a stress relief in my life. And so I make sure that I'm really committed to, you know, texting my friends or right now, I guess, hopping on a Zoom call and just drinking and playing. We're not really strangers, which is an awesome game. Um, (laughs) But definitely finding um, balance that works for you. And even I was like, I was talking to the faculty yesterday about what wellness means. And I think wellness is like this active practice of listening to your mind and body needs and then really finding sorry not only like listening to what your mind and body needs but being actionable about it so that you can feel balanced and that you can feel energized and I think balance is closely linked with a kind of you know energetic sort of um, equilibrium so what kind of energies you want to have in your life and whether that stems from people or it stems from the work you want to do or whatever it may be does that make sense I hope it does yeah Yeah. no no I think that's yeah that could comes full circle I think really with what you just said yeah knowing like being a parent like being a parent to that equilibrium state where do you want to go from here Ooh, I want to (laughs) go as far as I think like I want to go as far as possible I think I've broken down a, a decent amount of limiting belief patterns and I think I think I'm so open to any possibilities my co-founder Liv and I, um, we, with Wellness World, are very open to it kind of evolving in the way that we think it's meant to. And and I think we have a strong why, we have a strong direction now. But again, with that direction, like it, it can shift and that's cool. I, I want to do so many things in life, girls. Like I want to do so many things. I want to um, definitely build businesses um, and and contribute to meaningful social change through those businesses and I'd love to do more creative work eventually like I'd love to write at some point um I'd love to teach at an academic level one day I think we have like this it's so nice because I think in this day and age it's like you don't need to have one career for the rest of your life in fact it's unusual to just stick in one role for the rest of your life it's amazing that we have this freedom to take our experience from one role and bring it to the next and converge those expertise and I'm really excited to see where everything goes but it's funny because I think I I, it's funny I was talking to my co-founder yesterday but we're hiring co-op students for wellness world right now and so I thought about it like in my first co-op I would have like laughed if someone had told me that in my fourth year at the end of my fourth year I was going to be hiring co-op students so yeah that's so interesting wow (laughs) things are so unpredictable and I think one of my big beliefs in life is like being in love with the question mark that is your future is so awesome and it keeps the suspense like it's so fun like your life can become your own like entertainment show because you don't know what's next like it's just so you can kind of fell in love with the uncertainty to a certain extent I think it keeps this thing so fascinating and I know some people kind of have a less like a less of a tolerance for the uncertain whilst others have more I think though you can train that and kind of um, train being open-minded and and almost train yourself to become excited about the unknown so I definitely invite people to take that on more 
I'm definitely going to try that, yeah, because I feel like in society we're always trying to set ourselves up to know what the next step is or to know what the next level is that we're going to. Um, and I think in an academic, like from an academic perspective, that's really how it is a lot of the time. And career-wise, you always kind of have to know where you want to go, what you're thriving for next. But yeah, I think it is good to be open-minded to, and being okay with not knowing what the possibilities that are out there and where you're going to go in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's also, you know, recognizing again, that success is so personal and dropping comparison, um, dropping the need to be successful in the realms that this, that society deems it to be. So like, I think that serves people really well where they can, when, sorry, when they can recognize that, their success is solely kind of defined by them and and you take ownership for your own success like that's so fulfilling yeah like defining your own path and defining your own success what you deem to be successful Mm -hmm. for your life at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so the last kind of one of the last questions we wanted to ask you was uh maybe if you could share maybe your favorite um small business or product or local business just because we'd love to give a shout out to local businesses from our guests yes I have one in mind so earth suds is absolutely amazing earth suds what they do is they create biodegradable shampoo conditioner and body wash tablets that don't have any plastic in their packaging or so they're single use they're awesome like natural ingredients and I, I just really love what the company's doing. They're, they were just recently actually featured in the National Geographic. They're doing oh, wow. tremendous work. So you can you can actually order. I'm waiting for my order to come in, but they ship, I think, all across like Canada and the U.S. So you should definitely get them to Sierra, even that, if you're in Colorado. That's I'll definitely check that out. That's yeah. like what I'm gearing towards. Sick of this plastic in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> super sustainable yeah because what they're really trying to tackle is the the kind of excess of plastic being used in for shampoo bottles and all this stuff but you know also noticing how much of that is in hotels how much of that is in like hospital in our own bathrooms like it's just all over when it doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. so anyway that's definitely an amazing company that I stand for so I guess last question then (laughs) Uh, what's a message maybe that you want to give to our listeners to take away from this podcast? Oh my goodness, that's so deep. <laughs> I'm so um, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be that. <laughs> no, I think. Um, I think. Okay, I think going back to this theme of relationships just being so so important in in life and success and I mean in all things positive in life I think you know asking yourself where can I support others how can I lift others I really invite people to take a moment out of their day to think about the people in their lives and especially during this time where things are so strange with the COVID-19 conditions ask yourself how you can be of service to somebody and how can you help someone whether it's in their career or a simple task and and show them that you care I think that's so needed you know now more than ever but I think it also ultimately creates stronger communities and 
I think having, you know, these supportive networks is so key when it, when it comes to lifting everyone and for everyone to be able to achieve success. I definitely invite people to brainstorm how they can be of service to others and how they can lift one another. That is a good message for our listeners and for us listening to you right now and being able to talk to you. Like we can take this yeah. for the rest of our lives. I will. And a reminder to myself, like what, like how can I be of service? Like, yeah, just saying it again to myself, right. Mm-hmm. And being actionable and accountable to what I just said. Right. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Following mm-hmm. through. Exactly. Follow through accountability typical things typical things the world everyday everyday things that the world needs from us um and then one last thing um did you want to like self-promo yourself self-promo wellness where people can find socials (laughs) yeah i guess just because i'm working on wellness world right now which is a business to business software as a service company that's doing digital wellness portals for students um if anyone thinks that you know this is something that their university could use or post-secondary institutions can use like let me know if you're a mental health advocate we love connecting to anyone who is in the space or just wants to share you know their experience with maybe like a a difficult um mental health situation if, if they're open because we're really actively trying to come up with tools and ultimately a portal that's going to be able to support students in better navigating campus services, online, off-campus, and on-campus actually support, and helping people pursue a more holistic version of wellness, because we recognize, like, university is such a tough time, so yeah, any, like, anybody who ever wants to connect, like, hit us up, like, wellness, my wellness world on Instagram, or hello at mywellnessworld.ca. I'm super happy, whether you're in the mental health space, or curious about, or just want to connect, always down for a zoom call now but otherwise it would be tea or gin and tonics (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on to the podcast thank you thank you for having me time chatting it's been really insightful and really inspiring so thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us thank you this has been amazing and it's been great for my reflection you ladies have such great energy and i hope the listeners enjoy this episode thanks for what you're doing thank you Thank you.